0: Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Presented by JMB Financial Advisors. And now, here's your host, Alex Vispoli.
1: Welcome to Seder Stories, where we dive into Holy Cross on a little bit of a deeper level, getting to know the student-athletes, coaches, and administrators here. Alex Vespoli with you, and today we've got a very special edition. Is we're going to be talking with some Holy Cross alumni who are currently working in the athletic department, and there are many that are part of the athletic department, and we have four of them joining us today, and uh, we'll just kind of go around the room here to start things off and uh, introduce everybody. Uh, just to let everyone know, we have Chris Smith, George Capon, Kathleen Colpoise, and Jed Alfonso, and Uh, Jet, why don't we start with you, just to introduce to our audience uh, what you do here at the uh, college and when you graduated.
0: Um, I uh, coach track and field at the College of the Holy Cross. Uh, I'm the head coach of the women's program here. I started about 20 years ago and um, I'm a 1992
2: grad. Yeah, Hi Alex, uh, my name is Chris Smith, I'm one of the football coaches here. I coach the offensive line and I'm the recruiting coordinator. Uh, I graduated in December of '09. I did the, one of those four and a half, uh, fifth year deals back then.
3: Yeah, Kathleen Colpoise, Um I am the head women's volleyball coach here at Holy Cross. I graduated in 2012, and this is my first year back on the hill.
4: Uh, George Capen, um, graduated in 2017 and uh, coaching with the baseball squad right now. You
1: know, one thing that's interesting is, you know, you all back here where you went to school, and I don't know how common that is, uh, certainly to have a, a group of you, and again, there are others that are here in the administration that, that went to Holy Cross, but uh, I'm excited to hear a little bit about your guys' journey as to you know where were you as soon as you graduated, how did you come back here, and uh, what was that experience like, and, and what's it like to, to be back where you went to school? And we'll start randomly, we'll go with you, Kathleen. <laughs>
3: Sure, yeah. Obviously, um, haven't been back that long, but it's definitely really special to be back here. Um, so when I, I was an economics major here, so was definitely planning to go into finance and business and kind of had a huge change of heart and career path plan um, my senior year in college. So then I really shifted gears and got into the coaching world and started off as an assistant coach um, and was an assistant in a couple places. And then was the head coach at Stonehill College uh, for four years and then this job opened up at Holy Cross and you know it was a no-brainer for me to apply I loved my time at Holy Cross it was just a special experience here and my four years so when the opportunity to return came up went for it and was fortunate enough to get it and now I'm back so it's pretty great obviously hasn't been that long um, but it's just unique you know there's a different sense of pride coming to work every day and when you're on the sidelines and, you know, the first time my name got announced for a home game for Holy Cross, it was really special because it takes you right back to being on that end line with your teammates and in your jersey and all of that. So it's really a unique experience.
2: It's got to be crazy that, you know, to come back as the head coach because you're only about eight years removed from playing. And all of a sudden you're in charge of the program that kind of developed you as a student athlete. So that that's a different experience coming from assistant spot. I mean, did you come back immediately as the uh, head coach, Jet?
0: I came back immediately as the head coach and I my experience was I taught um for a number of years. I went through Teach for America here uh, directly after graduating from Holy Cross and um I wanted to start coaching and I the junior high school I was coaching uh teaching at didn't want to start a program there so I moved on to high school and I um, was a head coach for a high school program prior to coming here to Holy Cross. My former coach here was moving on and he said I should apply for the job. I think I was really lucky. The timing was great for me. I don't think coming from a high school experience into a head coaching college position would ever happen today (laughs) at Holy Cross. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience under my belt at that time. Um, But I definitely loved uh, coming back to the college and, um, just putting my own stamp on Holy Cross track and field um, coming in was important to me. So, um, so that was my experience. Uh, I know George had um, a little bit of a different experience going (laughs) pro for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So
4: obviously I graduated in 2017. Feels like not that long ago. Um, Yeah. That feels like today. (laughs) I realize it's almost 2020. Um, So when I graduated, um, I signed up, a contract with the Seattle Mariners, and I played, you know, in 2017, and went back for spring training in 2018. Bounced around in a little indie ball, um, and then kind of when the playing days were over, you know, it was kind of like that big question of what's next. Um, and it's something we, you know, talk about all the time, you know, in our program is, you know, we're going to be set up for answering that question of what's next and whether you end up playing professional sports or whether you end up, you know, going into finance or something you know at some point you're going to have to you know look back on the degree that you got and and kind of say hey what am I going to do with the rest of my life and for me I kind of knew that was I was going to be in the coaching world like I knew I wanted to stay around baseball um but I didn't know I was going to be lucky enough to kind of come back you know to the program that I literally was playing for two seasons prior <laughs> mm-hmm. um so definitely unique but you know yeah, I,
2: I had no idea what I was going to do either. Yeah. You know, I was an economics and accounting major, probably the same as Kathleen. And uh, I did one of those intern programs um, with GE and their finance division and the junior and the financial management program and all that. And kind of joke that I realized I didn't like the whole finance world. And, you know, I didn't really like money, so I went to college coaching. <laughs> and uh, my, my wife's very happy about that <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, I, a lot of people say that you coach – only for one reason that's because you can't not coach you know you have to coach it's kind of who you are because it's too many hours I think in college to spend dedicated to anything unless you absolutely love it so I know that was my experience coming through that you know I try to go the whole finance world and go be an accountant and then I um, you know turned down a job out of Holy Cross to go work for free at the University of Buffalo as uh, you know like an assistant GA and uh, did that for a little while and then got promoted GA there for two years moved uh, me and now my wife um, who's a Holy Cross grad 2009 um, down to Colorado for a couple years to go coach there at the University of Northern Colorado came back to the east coast at the University of New Haven for three years and now this is my third year back on staff at Holy Cross. I was just talking to a couple of alums last night with we had a little uh touchdown club with our football program and a couple of alums and i was telling them about how when i started this i said well if i could ever get back to holy cross to be the offensive line coach there i kind of made it but that's you know that's a pipe dream and now 10 years later into my coaching profession that's what i'm doing and so you know a lot of people ask where do you go from here and i'm like i, I don't know i don't really <laughs> care i'm just happy where i'm at right now and we'll figure it out and I already kind of made it so you know we'll figure it out from here
1: did uh, the four of you when you were student athletes here did you see this at all in your future did you know that coaching was something that you know was a possibility or that you really were passionate about you wanted to go into to stay involved in the sport
4: I definitely did um you know I like I said I kind of knew that whenever those playing days were over I was gonna find a coaching spot somewhere but I didn't know at what level you know I didn't know where that would be you know whether it be starting at high at the high school level. Um, you know, again, thankfully I've had an opportunity like right at right here at Holy Cross, so I'm I'm fired up to be back.
1: How about you, Jet? I,
4: I thought I was most likely going to be a high school coach.
0: Um so this was a big change for me in terms of what my aspirations were. Um a great change, but
2: What did what did you teach at Teacher of America? I uh,
0: I taught English. I initially taught writing mm. um, and then moved into English.
2: Um, I got you. I, I kind of – I didn't really want to go into coaching, but it's kind of in my blood. My father's been a head coach um, at the same high school, uh, Buffalo, St. Francis, down in Buffalo, New York, for 36 years, 37 years, I believe. He's been there since 1981, been the head guy since 87. He's actually – we committed uh, – um, signed a kid from this last year. Um, who's a freshman on our team from that school, which made about six um, kids from that program play at Holy Cross. So it was a cool little connection there. But he was there for so long and just been a head coach that I guess it's in my blood that I did it. My sister's a volleyball coach down in Florida, and my brother's a volleyball coach down in Staten Island. So I, I, we just we got the bug. We can't you know live without it apparently.
3: Have to reach out to them for recruiting. Didn't know <laughs> we got the <laughs> volleyball connection. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did you see yourself coaching, uh, Kathleen, when you were back in your playing days not so long ago?
3: Um, honestly not until my senior year. Like sports have always been a huge part of my life, you know, one of my biggest passions. So, I always knew I'd love sports and wanted to keep that in my life, but until my senior year and honestly halfway through, I didn't really dive deep into the possibility of that I could have a connection between the sport that I love, a volleyball, and a career. Um, but my senior season I was the only senior on the team and we had eight freshmen. So for a volleyball team, that was more than half of our roster. Um, And I think that experience really having to fully catapult into a huge leadership role kind of started my transition and, you know, obviously was still a player, wasn't a coach that year, but. You were um, coaching already with eight (laughs) freshmen on the team. (laughs) Yeah, it was a handful, but they're great. Um, But definitely I think that was what kind of started the transformation and like you know what I could consider coaching and especially when my career ended and you step away and realize that wow okay i'm I'm no longer a player volleyball will not be as huge part of my life that that was when I kind of realized like I need to stay in co- college athletics. I think it's just a really awesome realm to be in and it worked. so we're <laughs> still here.
2: I think it's a tough thing to do your whole life training high <laughs> you know grammar school, high school growing up college you spend so much time and then as soon as the season ends your senior year it's like all right that was your life there now <laughs> you no longer do it anymore and I know I don't know how it is with some of the other sports that you can go you know play some of the rec deal or intramural or go play pickup basketball and some of those things but I know football's a u- unique deal especially if you're one of the fat guys on the O-line (laughs) D-line. Playing catch does not emulate what you spent your whole life doing, so um, you know, it's an interesting deal that as soon as your season ends, and it's the last game of the year, all right, move on, and you know, I talked to a bunch of our guys and recent alums, and usually that first year, they feel pretty good that they lose, um, you know, get to lose all the soreness in their body, and get to get, you know, really healthy in terms of how they feel, and all this new time and money with their new job, but then after about a year to two years, are like, well, what am I doing? I want to get back into it, and usually looking for ways to help out. So I don't think probably everyone here just kind of skipped that one to two-year period. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, you guys all became coaches at, at a fairly young age, you know, uh, especially head coach not so long after being a player here. But uh, do you find that, you know, some of your ability as a young coach was helped out by the fact that you were close in age to the people that you were coaching? That part of it was okay I went through those experiences especially now that you're here at Holy Cross you can say hey I I understand what that walk to class was like Uh, I understand basically everything there is to be about a Holy Cross athlete
2: I like to always tell my guys that you know with study hall with whatever if they're trying to give me some excuse I'm like listen don't make it up not only do I know exactly what you're trying to do we invented it when I was here so you're not gonna get anything by us and you know some of these specific things, but yeah, I know that uh, I know. I'm interested to hear from George here because you're only a year or two years older than the guys you're coaching, and yeah. you kind of fall a little bit into that trap of you. You know, when you're coaching, you're mentoring. You're not a real friend in terms of an equal, but you are friendly. So, how did you deal with that? With coaching now, some of the guys that you went to school with and yeah, so buddies with.
4: It's definitely unique, and it's it's you know it's something that I had to think about obviously when <clears throat> deciding to come back and it's something that coach D and I talked about um before I did come back is that yeah guys that I'm going to be coaching are guys that I played with and guys that you know I I was friends with and I am still friends with them for sure um they'll forever be my teammates um but yeah it was it was definitely something I thought about and to be honest it it hasn't been that much of a concern for me um you know from the day to day I think you know keeping it in the back of my head has been important but you know kind of like you said being able to relate to them and you know and say hey I get it I was there 2 3 years ago whatever it may be you know I was literally side by side with you guys um and it, at at this point it's not as much of a um it, it's not as much of a thing because it's this current seniors were freshmen um when I was a senior so and you know the four of them I had a good relationship with you know like I said they were they were they were young guys when I was, you know, an, an older guy on the team. So um, there was already kind of that uh, level of respect from them just automatically. You know, obviously, like I said, we're we're super close because we kind of fought together. But um, you know, now it's it's definitely the type of thing where um, you know I think they get it too. They get where I'm at. So it's it's a good relationship.
1: I think it's an interesting point too to bring up that. There are a lot of benefits, of course, being back at the place you went to school, but there are probably some challenges as well. Maybe it's an emotional thing. You, you have a hard time separating as a coach. You need to keep that emotion down, but it can be a benefit, it can be a drawback. Do you guys sense any of that, uh, you know, coming back here to Holy Cross and coaching?
3: I think definitely like the same way I said, the passion is more, and I always felt passionate about wherever I was coaching, but then there is this next level when you come to Holy Cross, so I feel like even so far, I would say the highs are higher and the lows are lower, you mm-hmm. know, And but I kind of expected that coming in, so it hasn't been surprising when the highs and lows have come, but I also think that's why it's so special and that it is there is that next level of passion, so the wins are going to be that much more exciting, the breakthroughs with the team culture are going to be that much more impactful because It's, you know, the program that I was a part of and will always identify as part of. So everything you do is just that much bigger, for better or for worse.
2: Yeah, you feel it a little bit more that, you know, even my first time back here, I remember I was giving a tour to um, one of the recruits in the spring, and it was a month after I got here, and I had not stepped on the football field at Fenton Field since the day that we won the patriot league championship in 2009 that was the last time i stepped on the field and then it was i don't know seven eight years later i'm giving a tour and i go to step on the field and here come all the memories and i'm talking to the kid i'm like hey just give me a minute for a second let me, let me just wash this back and and remember it so um but i do think that that it was very important at least for me that i spent time at three other universities before i came back here because um, one, it gave me a great appreci- a better appreciation of everything this place has to offer, and I really do think it's the best school to play college athletics in the country. Um, and I always can expand on that as recruits know. But it gave me, uh, um, you know, a way of how to do things that is not exactly the same way that I came in, because I came in uh, for the same head coach that I played for, so it was very similar, um, you know, dichotomy that. Um, on the coaching side that I was on the playing side but I got 10 years or at the time I think about eight years of other experience of how to do things at different universities with different resources and I think that that kind of helped me through my coaching um, experience
0: over the past couple of years i've had the added challenge of having my former teammates present their children to me as recruits um so that's been a little bit of a a nice challenge um i'm older than <laughs> the coaches sitting here. so it's seen. unique yeah i actually have one of uh, my former teammates her daughter is running for me right now she's she's junior semester abroad this year but um, one of the additional challenges was having that young lady come in discuss with her um, that she was going to be moving to a different event and um, have the challenge of talking with her mom about <laughs> it and getting my point across. And um, and luckily that's worked out really well. <laughs> um, so that's that would be one of the additional challenges, but also privileges of having um, former teammates trust me enough with their children and say, we, we really want you to work with our child. Um, so that's been you know, it's, it's
2: indicative of, of the type of place that Holy Cross is, because mm-hmm. I always say I have never met a Holy Cross alumni that does not love the school. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we drink the purple Kool-Aid for sure. Um, and, you know, I think anyone that's went to Holy Cross, anyone that's played at Holy Cross, I, n- I know certainly with the football program throughout the years, we've had many legacies and everybody would love to send their kids here. And mm-hmm. I know my son signed up already. I got to talk to Anne McDermott to get him in, but uh, he's going to be <laughs> class of 2038.
1: So he's two. So we got a little while. While on the waiting list already prepping get, those, get the onesies out absolutely one. uh, we're going to take a quick break here uh, on the podcast when we come back we're going to get uh, a little bit of the memories of our group here today of uh, their time playing here at Holy Cross and also uh, you know just the benefits of playing for a coach that went to the uh, the alma mater uh, so we'll rejoin you in just a moment here on the Seder Stories podcast
4: it's more than just a story from Big Y hi my name's Ryan I'm a meat manager from the Great Barrington Big Y We want to make sure that everybody comes in happy, leaves happy, and wants to come back knowing that we're their butcher. We have all sorts of grass-fed beef in the meat department. If you come in at 7 o'clock at night and go, hey, I want an inch-and-a-half-thick ribeye, you're getting an inch-and-a-half-thick ribeye. It still feels like that old-school butcher. It's giving it
1: to you straight. It's more than food. It's my big why.
0: Hello, Crusaders
3: fans. Print Shop at Masterminds is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team of business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from a huge selection of athletic, high-vis, and work holding options and vinyl banners too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your team's or business's mark on the world. Visit Masterminds.com today. That's Masterminds.com. Masterminds, since 1961. Go Crusaders!
0: You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24-7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org appointment. Or give us a call during business hours at 855-UMASS-MD. Schedule your care from anywhere today.
1: Welcome back. Alex Vespoli here with you. And uh, just to reintroduce our panel, we've got Chris Smith, who's the offensive line coach in his third season with the football team. George Capen, pitching coach here, uh, starting up in that position, third season overall with the club. Kathleen Colpoise, who is in her first season as the volleyball head coach, and Jed Alfonso in her 21st season leading the women's track and field team. And you know, I, I want to go back to what we were talking about right before uh, the break and just kind of your memories of – what are some of the things that stand out both on the field and off the field? And this will be reaching into maybe more recent memories for you, maybe <laughs> distant memories for, for others. But what uh, what kind of stands out most when you think back of your playing days uh, in your particular sport at Holy Cross? And Jet will give you the honors.
0: Yeah. Um. One of the biggest meets that we hosted on this campus when I was here was the Patriot League Championships, and we were kind of new to the league uh, back then. I think we joined in 1990, so this was 1992 when we hosted, and that's a big memory for me. I remember my coach was named the uh, coach of the meet, um, the team did well there we were very competitive um, we poured Gatorade over him at the end which doesn't typically happen in a track meet by the way <laughs> um, and it was just a really exciting time for us um, so that's that's one of my best memories of Holy Cross athletics and track and field here
1: George don't you to- dig back as far back as you can here, <laughs> class of 2017 here, and uh, Two years, what do you remember yeah. most? Uh, maybe the end of uh, <laughs> that season probably is the, the biggest, right?
4: Yeah, so <clears throat> my senior year in 2017, we we won the Patriot League championship.
1: Um,
2: oh, you guys were the team that beat uh, – was it
4: Nebraska in the um, – Yep, so, yeah, yeah the, we ended up playoffs, going on sir? to the to the Oregon State Regional. That was um, a great team
2: that year. Yeah,
4: and and ended up beating Nebraska – um, in an elimination game out there. So, I mean, that whole stretch was, you know, unparalleled, um, and it's experiences that I'll never forget. But, you know, it's one of the reasons why I even came to Holy Cross to begin with because, you know, at the time the baseball program had been knocking on the door for a Patriot League championship, and, um, you know, a, a bunch of guys in my class, you know, we all had the same recruiting pitch that we were coming in to, you know, kind of like finally get over the hump. And my freshman year, we stunk. Uh, we had – I don't even remember how many freshmen we had. We had a ton. We ended up graduating 13 of us in the class. So we had a big class. And, uh, you know, we definitely didn't have the experience our freshman year. And it, it kind of felt like, a, oh, shoot, we're, we're back in the mud. Um, but then sophomore year, we came around and, and made a push in the Patriot League tournament. Um, fell short, but junior year made it to a Patriot League championship. And we were, you know, arguably a runaway – um from winning that one there and it was a heartbreaking loss uh for us certainly so to be able to come back senior year and you know finally win it um at home nonetheless uh was crazy and then you know going on to to play in a regional of that caliber and and actually be able to win a game you know against a nationally ranked opponent was was huge for us and you know it's it's an experience, like I said, that I'll never forget. And, you know, that we'll certainly be reminiscing on for a while, but um, you know, I think it's good too for, for, for guys that are on the squad now um, to kind of see that that's where we can be. And, and, you know, um, hopefully I can keep imparting those uh, those experiences on, on the younger guys too.
1: You know, it's funny the way the college baseball season runs, uh, you know, classes end you've got your finals and everything but a lot of times the baseball season continues and you know it's the the kids first chance to feel like they're a professional baseball player all they do is go to practice play a game and then they do it again i mean you got to experience the real pro baseball but that that's probably one of the cooler parts of being at least uh, baseball the other sports don't necessarily get it
4: oh yeah we my junior and senior year uh for the patriot league tournament we were like the only ones on campus Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then after my like i said after my senior year when we when we ended up winning it you know we had a while to just kind of be on campus by ourselves like with the fellas you know preparing for for that experience so it really like you said it was like you wake up eat sleep breathe baseball for you know uh, until you get on that plane and, and play so
1: kathleen what do you remember most about your your playing days biggest memory
3: so yeah so not you know didn't win a championship like george which obviously that would probably be the the big memory Um, but still you know we had some big wins we had some heartbreaking losses that i could still probably break down the feeling of being up 2-0 you know and then blowing it and losing in five Um, but for me i feel like the things the further away you get from the actual games the biggest memories are just those small that seem so stupid moments with your teammates like, and I think that's been the funny thing about coming back that the things that have triggered me to text my teammates have been like, oh, my gosh, guys, Flaky Herb Chickens in Kimball. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all like we'll be going back and forth in the group text, like laughing about how I would sit there for an hour. And they were like, does it still have the sauce? I'm like, yes, the sauce is still here. Um, and obviously, you know, we had a lot of bonding moments around volleyball and we still talk about some of that stuff on the court and our pre-game rituals and they'll be like oh you know great game last night um have you tried this in the locker room with the girls like remember when we did that and so of course there's memories in the sport but I really think the biggest things that stand out to me are just you know the road trips and the late nights studying and m'lady basement and just all those little things with your teammates and I try to remind the players of that too like especially as a coach obviously like we're trying to get wins here but that it's so much deeper than that that they are forming these bonds and relationships that are going to last forever and at the end of the day they're going to really remember some of those things so not make sure you enjoy it while you're having it too that you know now my teammates are all over the country and we see each other maybe once a year and now we have a lot of weddings and stuff but enjoy the time you have on campus with all of your teammates right now too
2: yeah we always talk with our guys that these are the formative years you know at least the first formative years of your life where you start figuring out who you are and that's what's so special holy cross you're just surrounded by such good people and as you're talking i'm having flashbacks of also flaky herb chicken and, <laughs> and chicken, chicken <laughs> we parm We should night. all go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I've never it. had that, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, the chicken parm night is, is where it's at. You know, we still talk about that. But down at Milady or when I was a freshman at Wheeler and, you know, you're walking the campus and you're like, oh, I remember when me and that guy were doing this over here. I remember we went over to that get together on this side and, uh, you know, it, it kind of brings you back to, to – that time of your life that you went from being in high school and basically a kid to when you graduate and you're supposed to be at least an adult at that point and those are four years that um, you know kind of shape where you are. And it's it's really interesting to be back here and watch our guys and our players go through those exact same things and exact same ways. It's sometimes the exact same places. Now did you play in the field house? Yes. Your game so <laughs> yep. Just like us, I mean, the facilities here are the biggest difference from when I played. For sure. Yeah, I remember the running in the spring and the winter conditioning in the field house and literally sliding all (laughs) the way across the field. And I sure know that the volleyball team was like that. Now they have a much better setup. Yeah. you know, between the indoor and the new stuff at the Luth, that's that's the one biggest difference I can see with our guys. They look at us when I look at the AstroTurf out here, and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe anyone ever played on that." I said, "Yeah, every spring I played on that," and you know they look at us like I'm like I'm crazy, and I'm like, "Yeah, well." We didn't have a hundred million dollar new <laughs> new facility that you guys have, and you know that's that's a fun thing too to see the growth in this place with these guys going through the same experiences with updated uh, facilities and resources.
1: Yeah, and Jet, you've probably seen those changes, you know, more than anybody because of the length of time that you've been here. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are kind of the biggest things that you see as different from when you were a student athlete to right now for your student athletes?
0: Well, I would say facilities because we also ran in the field house and speed was key to our training <laughs> it <And> wasn't there. <laughs> Not right there 160 meter tight track um so definitely the facilities what i um coming back to coach at holy cross the vibe here on campus uh was somewhat different than when i was a student athlete here at holy cross and so i'm gonna say that there was this lull um for a period of 10 years where uh sports weren't the highlight on campus um, and say that at this point in 2019 um, over the past five years that we're sort of coming back to where sports were back in 1992. So that's a roundabout way of answering the question. Um, uh, Sports were big on campus when I was here. We had the top one double A team in football Mm -hmm. at that time. Uh, Basketball was doing very well. Women's, I attended a women's basketball first round NCAA game here against the Terps, and we won. I remember that was huge for us. The stands were packed. Um, And so now Holy Cross is sort of returning to that whole vibe of athletics being really important here, which I think is a great change. And um, we owe a lot of that to the former AD here, Nate Pine. to the new facilities here mm-hmm. um which are wonderful and uh yeah it's and to our alums who who are continuing to give back to the program um more than coaching but money wise too i agree with that
1: too been, yeah. we, we
2: talk about that time in football mm-hmm. all the time and you know the late 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. where we were at the time i know with the football program the premier one aa program in the country if you want to go play at, at an unbelievable academic school right. and go play scholarship football at the best of the best you went to Holy Cross right. and I was talking to a couple of alums last night about this that we want to get back to that point that if you want to be be a doctor a lawyer a, you know whatever it is go to go to an unbelievable education which I think is the best in the country mm-hmm. with our small class sizes and all that and to be able to have that experience at a small school that only has undergrad but play in an elite athletic environment, this should be the best place. This should be the, um, you know, smaller version of Notre Dame when you think about it. Mm -hmm. And I know I read statistics all the time, and, you know, it should be reminded that the student athlete GPA that we have here is actually higher than the normal student GPA. Now, Mm -hmm. I can be corrected if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And, you know, that's a big deal. That you know, our, our athletes have, are doing better in school than the normal students, and we should make this that type of factory. Not an athletic factory of, of just people who want to be great at sports, but of great people who are both great academically and athletically that can bring it all. And, and I see that as the future of Holy Cross. I really do. Between our facilities and the passion that all of our alums have for this place, um, this is a goldmine that's just just waiting to be tapped into. Mm-hmm. And I think we can get back there as an entire athletic department. And, um, you know, I can't speak to whether the, the feeling on campus, um, you know, is there or not there for it. It still feels, you know, the same to me when I was here back in 2005 to nine, But I know that that's ultimately the goal that we should have is, is championships across all programs and, and working athletics in conjunction with academics and using that as a tool to be the best of the best.
1: Right. I was going to ask, you know, what, what's your pitch as an alumnus uh, to give to a student athlete? I think I just heard yours. Oh, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got way more, Alex.
2: I got way more. You know, I, I, t- I can talk my ear off about this place for sure. So.
1: But uh, for for you all, you know, when you're talking to, you know, recruits and you're trying to tell them what your experience was here at Holy Cross and what you see for them in the future, what you think that this place can do for them, What are some of the things that you bring up that you as a Holy Cross alumnus or alumni alumna can tell them?
3: For sure. I mean, I, one of the things I always say when I'm talking to recruits is, as you're talking about the college and saying all the great things it has, you know, I'm like, I chose to come here twice. So that should probably tell you something about the place. Um, But yeah, like kind of what Chris was saying that, you know, really stressing in a genuine fashion that you can be elite academically and athletically here that, you know, they go together, and it, that doesn't mean that now we're taking away from one in order to be the other. It's genuinely we're striving to be elite at both. And this is a high academic institution, but it is also Division One athletics where, you know, our program, and like Chris said, every program, I think, is having that conversation and striving for championships and, you know, trying to build from wherever you're at currently. But that's the big thing. It's, you know, you want to be elite at both. You're a strong student. You love this sport. You're really good at this sport. You can be a lead at both things here. Um, and I think that's important.
4: And I do think that is one thing, you know, that, you know, we all share that unique experience of when we're giving a recruiting pitch to a kid, you know, it's a lot easier having been in those shoes and being here and, and having the passion to talk about it, you know, as as, as we've already heard, you know, in the, in the brief conversations we've had here. But, you know, just being able to walk around campus and say, yeah, like, that's where I lived, like, that's where I ate, like, this is what it was like before, and you can obviously see what it's like now. Um, it is really unique, and, and you know, I, I, would, I would say it's really easy, too. Um, personally, I don't know if you guys feel any different, but to me when I walk a kid around campus, I think it's very, very, very easy um, because I think, A, the school sells itself, you know, and then, B, just being able to be candid about it um, and be, you know, completely upfront and honest um, about your experiences there and, you know, kind of gives them good insight, too, You know what they might be looking at um, for themselves.
2: There isn't a single negative aspect of this place that you know I'm ever worried about with recruiting. When when you can sit there and look at a recruit and say, I honestly believe this is the best place to go to school in the country. If you want small class sizes, this is unbelievable. I didn't realize um, how lucky it was because you go from I went to a small private high school that my father coaches at out of you know high school, and then I came here, and I didn't realize that most college classrooms are not 10 to 25 people. I didn't realize that you're going to go to sit in a classroom of 200 people taught by a teacher's assistant where half the stuff is online. Um, You know, I didn't realize that was a normal college experience. So I went to these other places. I initially thought these other places were kind of like a scam. I was like, what is going on? There's 200 people in here. They don't even know your name. You're taught by someone a year older than you. You know, and the Holy Cross has the advantage of, of having ten to twenty-six people in your classes taught by a Ph.D. professor, where they have four office hours a week that you can go in and meet with them, and um, you know that's a different experience and. Um, I think that that's special, and and until you get out to other places, you didn't realize it, you know, how special it was that when I struggled in my statistics class with uh, Professor Carter over here that I'm sure he doesn't remember. uh, That was a tough one. I don't know. raised Yeah, yeah, that that was a tough one. Um, My wife got an A in it. I got an A minus. She does remind me all the time, but I met with him for two hours a week going over the class material, and at the time, I was like, oh, man, this guy's doing a good job. I appreciate it. I didn't realize that when I went to these other schools, that's unheard of. My brother went to an Ivy League school, and I, when I asked him about other opportunities to have teacher, professor office hours, he's like, "Ah, there was like fifty people there at once. I got to shake my professor's hand. Usually, it's the TA that teaches the class, and I'm like, that—that that is unheard of at Holy Cross. That does not happen here. So academically, I mean, there's some things that we do that are truly special. That, uh, you know, I, I really have a good time. Um, letting the recruits and their parents know it's more of revealing what Holy Cross is than selling it when you're recruiting um, you know from this place you don't have to sell anything you just have to give as much information as you can about what Holy Cross really is and they'll love it as much as you did
3: I don't know if you guys have found that too but the you know, the conversation of, oh, being back, the professors has been shocking to me. Like I have received emails from professors that I took one class with Mm -hmm. that were, you know, wow, I saw your back on campus, you know, congratulations. That's so exciting. And then the other professors that I took multiple classes with are my advisor. I mean, we've already gotten lunch Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're walking around campus and you run into all these professors and they say hello and remember you. And you're like, okay, that wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, 20 years ago but it wasn't yesterday either and I think that's been remarkable for me to see too and kind of pass that on to recruits and players is it's a genuine relationship with professors that they do really care about your success and I agree being at other places that is unique Um, so that's been a cool part about being back.
2: Absolutely. That, that does not happen at other schools. I remember running into Professor Nancy Baldiga, who was the chair of the uh, accounting department at the time, the best professor I've ever had here. And I ran into her over at Crossroads once I came back. And, you know, she gave me a hug. She's like, hey, Chris, how are you? Blah, blah. She knew who I was. I go, a lot of these other schools, you can't even get taught by the professor. You're taught by a TA with 200 people in your classroom, let alone 10 years later and ha- having the professor know who you are. So, you know, it's special here. It really is.
1: I'm curious about, you know, you – of you have mentioned your teammates and, you know, your teammates texting you, Kathleen, about uh, how have you tried this? And uh, what was the reaction when you came back from some of your former teammates? I, I know some of them are still playing on the team for you, you know, you, George, yeah. but so it's less dramatic. But uh, and do you hear from them? And is it uh, what? what is that experience like? And how is your experience with other alumni? Maybe they didn't go to school with you, but what has that been like?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, as you touched on it, obviously some of the guys that I played with are still on the team. But, <clears throat> you know, even, like, the guys in my class, like, we're still super close, hear from them all the time, see them, you know, as often as I can. And But I think the more unique thing is that I will keep in touch with guys who are Holy Cross baseball alum that I never played with. Um, and I think it's hard sometimes because I think I forget I never played with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were older than me or, you know, whether it be a couple years older or, or honestly some of our older alum that, you know, we, I've gotten to become pretty close with like we're, we're out, you know, at the tailgates together and at, at certain events, I think that's one place, one thing that is super unique um, about this school. And, and Chris touched on it is, is when you graduate from here, you loved your time and you want to give back and you want to be a part of what's going on and you want to support, you know, the, the, the players that are doing it now. I mean, I know with us, we have, we have guys coming back to practices in the fall, like consistently. Um, You know, like I said, I see a bundle of those guys all the time. And and it is super special because you form relationships with these people that otherwise you would have never met in your life. Um, But you both just so happen to have played the same sport at the same school. And now, you know, it's like you guys are going to be lifelong friends.
3: Yeah, I think the alumni piece is one of the reasons why it's so special. I knew, I know I keep saying the word special, but <laughs> when I got hired, I knew that this was unique. And, you know, like Chris said, this is kind of it. This is the dream, you know, coming back to Holy Cross as the head coach. But the day that it got publicly announced and the press release went out <laughs> was probably the most overwhelming day of my life in a good way. My phone, I like at one point exceeded over a hundred texts on red <laughs> and it was like, all the alums i had teammates parents that i did they didn't even have my phone number previously Mm -hmm. they like asked their daughters um reaching out and that was when i realized just how truly special it was because it represents this connection between the past and the present and the future and that that's been one of the coolest parts and you know we were having a little bit of a hard season in ways right now that hopefully big weekend coming up um Mm -hmm. but that you know so many games After I have a text from a teammate that lives on the other side of the country that you didn't even think might be watching and they're commenting about things they saw on the live feed and I think that that's been just so cool um, to have that support but then the passion with the connection to the current players we had an alumni event in September, a bunch of them came back some hadn't been to campus in a long time and they had these conversations with current athletes and they're already talking about, yeah, that one alum is exactly what I want to be that, you know, she did this and she did research and she was a chem major. And so now they made that connection. They're like, do you have her contact info? And so that's been just so cool to see that, you know, the support
0: system is so big for everyone. Media wasn't huge when I took this position. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was kind of like a trickle effect, you know, Hey, Shump, are you coaching at Holy Cross? That's what they used to call me back then. (laughs) Um, So so it kind of trickled in in terms of people knowing whether or not I was coaching at Holy Cross. Right now, there's a good deal of ripping that goes on every time a record is broken and it's one of my former teammates right there on the phone or sending an email. Or, hey, record just got shot down, kid, you know, so... um, but it's it's been a great relationship. I'm actually meeting with um, Courtney Finn Moore, who um, is a former record holder at Holy Cross. Oh, actually, she still holds a co holds a relay record, and she's one of our biggest donors. Um, and I'm meeting with her tomorrow morning just to she's going to observe a practice with us. So there's still a really good relationship with people coming back and wanting to make sure that the team is successful and doing really well. <laughs> I think
2: it's important for the alums. Um, to see someone on staff that they know has Holy Cross's best interest at heart. You know, coaching's an interesting profession with a lot of different motivations and a lot of different, um, you know, being able to leave and jobs and move around. And, you know, I think there's some stability in having the alums look, you know, at Kathleen at chat running programs that they know it's in good hands that, you know, they love Holy Cross, that they understand the tradition that's involved in it and that, you know, they want to do everything they can, not just because they're the coaches of that sport and that's what they're doing at that moment, but because they're the coaches at Holy Cross. So the Holy Cross, you know, volleyball and women's track programs are being run by um, alumni. You know, I, I really like the idea of that because there's a sense of pride that goes into wanting the program to be special and successful because it was part of your former years. It was part of your life. It was, you know, you were an actual, you know, it's almost like a landmark into the program rather than hey this is just where I'm coaching now at some school that I've never had any connection to so I think it, it helps the alumni when they reach out to have another connection on staff you um, know, another resource to know the program is in good hands so I, I hear from guys all the time about hey you know Smitty great win on this great win on that. guys that you know I haven't really been close to when I played here that now I'm a lot closer to you know since we um graduated and you know, I might not have talked to a ton until I got back to Holy Cross and now you know they want to be updated, they want to keep that connection because it was important to them in their lives.
1: I think one thing that really rings true in the room right now is you, you hear the passion in all of your voices and just the the real honest love that you have for the school and I think that that is only a really positive thing especially for the present and for the future and I, I think for alumni, for current students, for prospective student athletes, uh, I, I think that's really the most encouraging thing. And, and it's not just the four of you. As we talked about at the top of the, the show, there are many, many other former Holy Cross students who work for the school right now. And I think that that is part of what makes it such a special place and makes it part of the, the community that kind of regenerates itself and and makes it the place that it is. You guys agree?
2: Absolutely. all about the people there's so many good people here that's the that's the final kind of recruiting point I tell recruits that you know you're without us you're going to be with 89 other guys on your team that are great people that care about academically that you know care about you know making sure they're doing the right thing and obviously care about the sport but You know, you take that for granted being at a place like this. If this is the only place that you've been in, I suggest going to other schools and, you know, you don't always have that everybody is such a good person and doing the right thing and acting ethical ways and and really just enjoying being around and and being successful in life and different aspects, not just athletically. You know, you take that for granted until you're around here and other places, you know, uh, all around
4: in your life.
1: Before we wrap up, just want to get uh, kind of an update from your individual teams, a long-term outlook here a, as far as what you foresee. I know baseball season's a, a ways off, but you guys have been in fall ball, and what is, uh, what's been the vibe as far as your program?
4: The uh, vibe Vi was good this fall. Um, you know, boys worked hard, and, you know, I think we're going to be in good shape to be right back in the hunt, you know, come time for – you know, spring when we'll be uh, hopefully competing for another championship.
1: Kathleen, this is the the first season, so there's always growing pains that are involved, but uh, where have things stood as far as your perspective?
4: For sure,
3: yeah, I think, um, you know, as of this point in the season, obviously we still have six Patriot League games left, so um, definitely not the number of wins we would like by this point in the conference schedule, but at the end of the day, we're a younger team. We don't have any seniors, and that's really unique for me from a coaching perspective is that, You know, we basically have the same group with um, some new incomings coming in next year. So I think the future is definitely really bright. It's a great group of girls. They're really passionate about the sport. We have a lot of talent. And like you said, there's some growing pains and, you know, always in transition, um, there's changes. And so right now I feel really hopeful for the future and with this group and that I think that there's going to be some really big success coming in the future. So, and I think they're all passionate about. They want to be better. They want to win a championship. And I think we do have the pieces. So, that's exciting.
1: And Chris, football. It really seems like ever since the start of, uh, you know, maybe the midway point of last year. Things have really been on the upturn, and it's been a really fun season to follow the the program this year.
2: Yeah, you know, a really fun season is exactly the right way to put it. It's exciting. We have everything right in front of us. We're 4-4 and right now. We're 2-0 and in the Patriot League. We've won the last six Patriot League games. You know, we hold the keys to our own destiny for the rest of the year um starting with this game we have four patriot league opponents left and obviously you know it'd be great to win all of them but we're focusing on this one here but we have every opportunity in the world Lying directly in front of us, and our kids are having a blast we're in, really enjoying practicing enjoying the challenge um, as coaches we're really enjoying coaching these guys that you know we win this next game then we move on to the next, we win this next thing and move on to the next and we have an opportunity to do something really special this year I mean we had an unbelievably difficult schedule of Um, not just playing Yale and Harvard and and Brown, but playing Syracuse and Navy and starting off with FBS programs and playing in front of 40-something thousand people against, you know, athletically guys that outmatch us right now. Well, now we're back in our league. Our kids can see everything that's in front of us. They feel the energy in this program, that the things that are right about to happen, the anticipation of everything that's about to pop for Holy Cross football. But that starts in about an hour. we start driving over to (laughs) Lehigh and you know that it's all about this game and what is happening to you right now, you know, but that it's so exciting to be a part of this program at this exact moment. When you have four games left, where if you win the last four games, you win the championship in your league, but you know, that doesn't matter if you don't win this next one. So we're unbelievably excited for, for tomorrow. I mean, this is this is such an opportunity. And everything that you want in sports when you're coaching is the opportunities that we have this year. So we're, we're really excited.
1: And, the women's track and field indoor season is, is right on the doorstep. Right. About to be here. <laughs> Thank
0: you for letting me follow that, by the way. <laughs> 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 we just finished up our preseason. The uh, girls look tremendous. This is um, the best team we've ever fielded. Um, very, they're deep in their events, which I'm really excited about. So we've always had spots of really good athletes. Right now we're deep. Um, and I think we have a real shot at Patriot Leagues this year, um, being contenders for it. So I'm excited.
1: Well, I'm excited too, just based on hearing from all of you and hearing about your teams and just, uh, being around you know, four outstanding Holy Cross alumni. This has been a lot of fun. Want to thank you all for joining us. Thank well, you. Thanks for thank having us. You. All right, Chris Smith, George Capen, Kathleen Colpoise, and Jet Alfonso. I'm Alex Vispoli. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Seder Stories.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!